0: Good day, ghosts and ghouls. Uh, Halloween's right around the corner. Everybody's getting excited for the trick or treating, for the costumes, for the scares, for the frights. This is the Turpin Time Podcast Show, Episode One. I am brand spanking new to the whole concept of how uh, podcasts work, and. I want to build this brand. My name is Andrew. I will be your host in this journey. I look forward to you being able to have this journey with me as well. Give you a little bit of a background. I just got out of... I actually left. (laughs) I shouldn't say got out. I left my job running, being a general manager in a multi-million dollar company to... Pursue my own avenues and careers for what I feel is I'm interested in and try to make money for myself. I don't think podcasting will be a way that I will make a lot of money. Uh, it is something that I am just interested in doing. So, Turpentine Podcast is going to be a podcast of a bunch of different stuff. Mainly, it is going to be about the frights, the spooks, the chills uh could range anywhere from serial killers to ghost stories to reddit stories i'm not particular on any one thing i just love engaging in weird stuff and i love to be engaged in weird stuff so once absolutely once i also build a fan base i will More than willing to hear what they want to talk about, and I am just open ears at this point. This is so new to me, I am excited to get this started. I'm excited that Halloween is around the corner. I am just excited in general, uh, especially to be able to come and do my own thing uh, and bring you guys around or along for the journey. It's just gonna be something awesome. So, kind of delve into what we are going to do today. Today, we are going to be talking about the SCP Foundation, that is SCP Foundation. And the main focus for today is going to be about SCP-1733. So that is SCP File 1733. We will delve into what is SCP and what foundation that is, as well as going into what SCP-1733 is. Now, it is something that Is not widely talked about, I've realized, kind of in like the horror culture. People do talk about uh, some of the SCP files, but a lot of people don't talk about this one. Uh, But out of the SCP files, oh my goodness, SCP files, I think it is one of the most, I guess, um, it's one of the more iconic ones, at least for me. It is something that kind of touches a lot of different things that I like, and we will be going into that. So stay tuned. Uh, This is the Turpentine podcast show. Hey! Okay. First and foremost, like I said, today we are discussing SCP-1733. Uh, if you Google SCP, you will find out um, that if you Google that SCP-1733, it'll t- bring you to a site uh, known as SCP Foundation. Uh, the first and foremost what we need to discuss is what is the SCP foundation? Uh, the SCP foundation is a fictional secret organization documented by the collaborative writing wiki project of the same name. Um, so as, and that's the first thing, if you Google, cause I, if you live your life, like I live my life, it is a lot of Google, right? <laughs> I Google so much. I think that, you know, uh, my browsing history is probably so, so full of like just crazy nonsense that you always see the memes like oh what my FBI uh, agent must look like you know the one that's monitoring what you're doing and stuff I know they they're probably looking at my shit like what is wrong with this guy uh, it, it ranges everything from uh, like how to how to make a certain type of salad to uh, some pretty gory pictures <laughs> like I I'm all over the place you know I grew up in the in the early. Uh, in the nineties and early two thousands, when internet when internet first came out, and you had some crazy stuff that you could watch on the internet. So um, that is kind of the life that I grew up in, and I think a lot of people did too. Where you could find some pretty raunchy stuff on on that uh, on that internet, you know. So, um, but you know, so. With Google, how I was saying, you know, everybody, like I Google a lot of stuff. I think a lot of people do. If you Google, uh, it brings you to the thing I just quoted about um, the SCP Foundation. But it also uh, takes you to a Wikipedia link. Now, remember, Wikipedia cannot always be trusted 100% for everything. So um, this is what it states on the Wikipedia page. The SCP Foundation is a fictional secret organization documented by the Collaborative organization writing wiki project of the same name. Within the website's shared universe, the SCP Foundation is responsible for capturing and containing various paranormal, supernatural, and other mysterious phenomena, unexplained by mainstream science, known as anomalies, or SCPs, while also keeping their, their existence hidden from the rest of the global human society. The real-world website is community-based and includes elements of many genres, such as horror, horror, science fiction, and urban fantasy. Uh, and they even have a little logo. Uh, once I get to the point that I have video, I will be able to show you kind of, like, what the logos are and stuff. But it basically looks like, almost like, a, uh, like you're looking through a sight or a scope on a gun. Uh, it's like this, like, Kind of circular based, with a circle in the middle, and three arrows pointing together, uh, all towards the middle. So basically, it's a it's a huge collect- collective of horror stories, um, of other you know science fiction and urban fantasies. But one of the things that I find kind of interesting is some people will claim that some of the stories that are based in there are actually based on real events or. Uh, real stories of somebody's real experience. And to me, thinking that is still so fascinating. And seeing how some of these people's brains work that come up with these is, is kind of fascinating. So that delves us into, now that we have looked into what S- the SCP Foundation is, that brings us to the next thing, my file I wanted to go over, which is SCP-1733. So, basically, imagine imagine that you are at a sporting event or a concert, right? Uh, this one is going to deal with a sporting event, but let's just use a concert concert as an example. Uh, you go to this concert and you love every minute of this concert. You know it's one of it's a great experience. Somebody you wanted to go see, uh, you went with some friends. It's just awesome. Uh, but then you start realizing that. It's kind of like the feeling of deja vu, right? You start realizing that, oh, I have been here before. I have done this before. And it just seems like it's repeating itself over and over and over and over. Uh, You come to quickly realize that you're living in a Groundhog Day scenario where events are starting to repeat themselves over and over. The concert guy, the guy that's on stage, uh, who's singing the same song over and over, he starts having a look on his face like, "Hey, I have seen, I have sung this song, over and over and over again. Why do I continue to sing this?" And then the realization hits everybody: we are all of us. We're in this together. We are kind of going through the same thing over and over and over and over. To the point of madness, to the point that even in the recording that somebody uh, obviously dealing with this situation is going to be a sporting event, SCP-1733 is based on a sporting event, um, so it's recorded for television purposes, uh, they start realizing in the recording that they are being uh, in, stuck in a scenario where it's just repeating and it's ever repeating and they form factions and it is very interesting, so kind of kind of put yourself in a mindset of a Groundhog Day scenario that you would have to live through. And we will see if, at the end of this, if you would have reacted the same way. So SCP-1733 uh, is a digital recording of the 2010 and 2011 NBA season opening game played at the TD Garden uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. It was played on 10-26-2010. Between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat, Um, agents monitoring the social networking sites were alerted to SCP-1733 when a Boston native. Now, if you go on the SCP uh, SCP site, uh, they have the whole story there. It's like a wiki wiki dot um site, Uh, and. They, like, have the item number, which will be, like, the case number. And then underneath it, they have, like, an object class, which it, this one's classified as safe. So we'll kind of go into that. Um, and it has, like, a special containment procedure. It says the DVR containing SCP-1733 is to be kept in a secured video archive at site. And then it's black. It's a black line. So they make it seem like information has been redacted right? (laughs) They make it so official that it looks like, uh, they redacted information and made sure certain information can't be, be let out to the public. And that's the one thing that I just love about these stories. Um, so basically, uh, we'll go back. It was, so basically agents were alerted to this video, um, by a Boston native who is Mr. Blackline, we'll call him. Uh, Boston native Mr. Blackline complained in a Facebook thread on 1027 about a technical foul in the third quarter involving players Ray Allen and Chris Bosch that never occurred in the original broadcast. When confronted, Mr. Blackline uploaded the, the relevant segment much to the confusion of his derog- derogators, which to much to people the people that were doubting him, to much of the confusion of the people that were doubting him, doubting Mr. Blackline. Um, foundation agents embedded in Facebook's moderator team deleted the thread and procured the IP addresses of Mr. Blackline, basically, at the chat at this time to locate the administer Class A amnesthetics. So basically they want to find Mr. Blackline, they're going to take this video, and then they're going to wipe his freaking mind. You know, some men in black type stuff. Uh, make sure that he does not remember this incident in any way, right? So uh, that's kind of what, what they're going to do. It says the Motorola brand DVR containing SCP-1733 was recovered for study uh, by the SCP Foundation. A uh, study of the footage has since revealed the nature of the recordings uh, and their anomalous properties. So the recording and the crazy crap that's going on in this recording uh although initially diverging from the original broadcast only slightly uh such as quarter point totals and occurrences of fouls scp 1733 has begun to markedly digress uh from the content of the earlier playback so every time it gets played back is changing it's evolving it's different uh Recorded entities have been observed to retain memory of previous playings and as such have developed a burgeoning awareness of their existence. So they're starting to realize, like, we've done this before. Like I said, a Groundhog Day concept. We've done this before. How are we going to get out of this situation? This is crazy. Why are we here? What is going on? Um, Obviously, panic will start setting in, right? If everything you do in life is more and more and more of a deja vu to the point that you are remembering Uh, specific details and events, I'm pretty sure that you would freak out as well. Um, It is hypothesized that playbacks impart uh, an unquantifiable measure of cognizance uh, to the entities inhabiting SCP-1733, with consecutive playings greatly expanding recall of previous events. This effect is cumulative and extends to all the persons in the arena, so even the fans. Quality of awareness has progressed from reported feelings of intense deja vu by commenter uh, personalities Mike and Tommy to a near-crazy memory of preceding playbacks. However, to note, no entities inside SCP-1733 have ever addressed the viewer directly or shown awareness that they reside in a digital recording. So it's kind of like... You know, they they sit there and they're like, they're thinking they're living their life, they don't understand that it's just a recording that's being played back. To them, they're living their life and they just are constantly being stuck back to the beginning of the game, to the end of the game, from the beginning of the game to the end of the game, and having to witness it all over and over and over again. Uh, The individual and the recordings are virtually indistinguishable from their real-life counterparts in talent, behavior, and mannerisms on the court. Fans in the crowd also appear to be real human beings in all respects. And foundation inquiries into the cur- current status of these people has found nothing to note. For all intents and purposes, recorded entities appear to be the, a- to be the actual individuals, but somehow abiding in a digital medium. TV Garden record- Records have put the number of people in attendance on 10-26-2010 at redacted information. So... Basically, they're saying everybody in there, they've looked into everybody that's been there, from players to fans to workers, everybody that is in this recording, they've looked into their real-life personas, and nothing has changed. They're all the same. Uh, There's nothing that seems weird or out of place. Um, So it's very bizarre because, for whatever reason, in this uh, DVR realm, they are, for all intents and purposes... The same people, (laughs) but living a different life for whatever reason. Um, It was initially thought that the purpose of SCP-1733 was to depict an infinite number of game outcomes, since players were able to modify offensive and defensive strategies during every playback. Uh, By playback 034, so after playing it back 34 times... Players and coaches became so keenly adapted to the opposing playbook that the score remained 0-0 zero to zero until 3:34 in the first quarter. As quality of recall was still weak in the early stage iterations, memory of preceding playbacks likely manifested as a vague intuition felt by players, fans, and teams, team personnel alike, interfering with their ability to grasp the full scope of the situation. So, basically... It's like, uh, if if you were out like say in the yard playing catch, right, or better yet, let's say that you were playing checkers with somebody. I know a lot of you guys have probably played checkers, um, or maybe even a card game. You're you're sitting there and you're playing these card games or board games with the, with like say some friends over and over and over and over. Uh, at a certain point, you start having a sense of like, oh, these people, she's she or he's going to move here, or they're going to move here, or they're going to move here because you've done it before over and over and over again. If I sit and do the same thing 34 times, I'm going to pretty much expect what the outcome of doing the same thing 34 times is going to be, correct? So it's, it's pretty crazy. So it gets even crazier. <laughs> By playback 45, uh, comprehension of the predicament had reached such a point that players declined to play altogether and assembled with the rest of those in attendance to formulate possible escape plans. It is in conclusion of Foundation researchers that the inhabitants of SCP-1733 are imprisoned in the setting of the recording, as they have been unable to exit by any means. Doors leading to the arena have not yet yielded uh, to an estimated force in excess of redacted information for whatever reason. Um, so basically, the doors aren't opening. People are trying to figure out how to get out of this, how to out of the stadium and arena, and there's no way to escape. Uh, the assembly has also been unable to exit from locker rooms, uh, player facilities, and skyboxes. Waiting for patrons arriving in a, at scripted points prior to the start of the first quarter has also been un- unsuccessful. So no new people are like entering in. It's the same people. Individuals leave. By where the patrons entered and are then unable to navigate and escape from the adjacent corridors that girdle the main arena, so they're basically stuck. I don't know if you've ever been to uh, an arena like a sports arena or anything like that, but so usually you have like the basketball court or or the wherever the football field, whatever the case is, is kind of in the middle of this arena, right? And outside of it is usually like a wraparound of like hallways, vendors, you know, stuff like that where they lead to different areas of that arena so you don't have to, like, walk through the field, obviously, or walk through uh, bleachers just to get from one side to the other side. Uh, you go through this, like, kind of r- r- wraparound um, place that you're able to find out where you need to go and then you go there, right? So, basically, these people are stuck in these and they're unable to get out of them, All right. Um. So they can't get out. They can't. They can't get out. Uh, the the waiting for patrons arriving at scripted points prior to the start of the first quarter. So basically, no new people coming in. escapes attempts have since grown more desperate and have included failed attempts at constructing makeshift explosives, all out rioting, the fracturing of the assembly into three opposing factions. And by playback, redacted, the ritualistic murder and disembowelment of players in the hopes of appeasing whatever is that it is that is confining them. All right. However, upon the beginning of a new playback, all persons are returned to their pre-game status unharmed. So think about that. Think about that. Right. There. Is basically, uh, they got to the point that they wanted out so bad that they started killing people, sacrificing people. It reminds me of the old sport that the was it Mesoamerican ball or something like that that, uh, the the ancient people used to. I think the Aztecs used to play, uh, where or maybe the Mayans, um, where they used to. Plays this kind of this kind of game, this game that had a ball and it had like these hoops that they had to hit the ball through, and they would sacrifice the losing team. If you lost, you got sacrificed. Uh, it's kind of like that. It's not to the point of like all oh, this team lost or so sacrificing them, but they're sacrificing these players because they're thinking there's a reason that we're ha- we're stuck here. We're having to do this over and over again. Let's try anything that we can. So after reading all that, we know how crazy this is how just unbelievable this would be to to not even just imagine being involved in that, but imagine being this person that sits there and is watching this and is watching this over and over and over again. And every time they watch it, they see how much crazier that this gets. That's nuts. That's unbelievable. And then once we get down to the bottom of uh, the whole explanation of what SCP – 1733 is Uh, we come up with a playback and notable developments for each playback so we'll go through kind of a chronological order of events uh, that has to deal with the playbacks in order okay so on playback number two uh the first recorded deviation from recorded broadcast td garden crowd booze the miami heat during entrance Miami Heat forward LeBron James observed to have scowled and shaken his head dismissively at the crowd. So the first time uh that it was aired, the first time that, you know, it basically um was played, they the fans did not boo the Miami Heat. This time they booed the Miami Heat. Uh playback 15. So we went from playback 2 to playback 15 crowd our score remains 0 to 0 for eight consecutive possessions and if you know basketball that's that can that's pretty high that's a pretty high count with no score uh score remains 0-0 zero zero for eight consecutive possessions fans appear notice, noticeably subdued when displayed on the facility's HD scoreboard screen Celtics uh, power forward Glenn Davis is able to execute a crucial block late in the fourth quarter on LeBron James. He could not complete during the original broadcast, securing the Celtics' lead. Commentators note Glenn Davis' dedication to performing well on both sides of the court in spite of the Big Three's blistering ball movement on offensive play. So the Big Three uh, is referenced to um, the Miami Heat. That was when they had Dwayne Wade. Uh, Chris Bosh and LeBron James. Um, uh, a n- nascent awareness of previously played games has begun to form, so you can tell that they're playing better because they're starting to realize, hey, we've played this before. And then playback 26, so now we're going from playback 15 to playback 26. Uh, first Miami Heat victory, 112-85. to 85. Crowd becomes aggressive, shouting obscenities and hurling foodstuffs at the Celtics. Color commentator, uh Tom Heinzon. Don't really know who that is, but he may be somebody famous and I'm about to get ridiculed for that, but that is what it is. Uh Tom Heinzon, so the commentator understood the frustration. Uh, Criticizing the Celtics' coaching staff for becoming so complacent after having cracked the code of the Miami Heat offense. As this was the first game together for the Miami Big Three, it is unlikely any coaching personnel would have become so adjusted to an unfamiliar offense in a single single game. Uh, So then we go from playback 26 to playback 27. Commentators Mike and Tommy note a feeling of deja vu during the Heat's grandiose entrance. So they're probably there like, Oh, so here comes the Boston Celtics. They're taking the court. I feel like we have done this before, Mike. I feel like we have lived this life already. Something like that. Uh, crowd remains subdued during key Celtics plays, so they just get, like, say, like, a crazy three-point. Ray Allen goes up for a crazy three-point shot. Swoosh. And it's just the crowd doesn't even care, right? Um. Celtics emerged the victors, prompting Tom or Tommy, the commentator, to remark, The Celtics have come a long way winning back the hearts of their fans. When asked to elaborate by Mike, Tommy uh, could only respond that he felt the team had an embarrassment to atone for, but could not specify any further. So it's like he remembered the previous playback of where the crowd was just upset. Upset at Boston, right? So they're throwing food and drinks and stuff at Boston when they're leaving because they lost to Miami on playback twenty six, and it's like he remembers that, he remembers it. But then when asked to elaborate, it's like he couldn't put, really, to word, why, they had to atone for something, why they had to make that up to their fans. He couldn't, he couldn't remember it. He couldn't put that uh, like into into vocal. Um, So then we go from Playback 27 to Playback 44. So now we're at Playback 44. Teams emerge disoriented and confused. The game is completely uh, suspended. Majority of time is spent by medical professionals assessing the mental state of players who remain convinced that they had dreamt playing the season opener frequently the previous night. When informed of the situation by team staff, commentators Mike and Tommy affirm the same feeling. Crowd is also afflicted. Recording... Uh, ends with courtside correspondents interviewing members of the crowd uh, on the nature of their dreams. So basically they're starting to put it together. We've done this, we've done this, we've done this. And everybody's just kind of like freaking out. So imagine like when a game is supposed to be played, instead it's a bunch of medical people out there and the team, the basketball team, they're sitting on their, on their their uh, in their seats uh, on the bench and they're just being seen because everybody's like, oh my God, we're losing our mind. So, then we go from Playback 44 to Playback 45. Uh, And Playback 45, this is when it starts, I think, going downhill a little bit. Uh, Players refuse to play. Cameramen, uh, facility personnel, players, commentators, and crowds gather in the court to appraise the situation. So, they're all kind of meeting in the middle. All persons are convinced that they're reliving the same game repeatedly. Doors are tested and cannot budge. Recording um, closes as crowd begins to fashion makeshift weapons to pry open the door. So they're, like, making makeshift, like, crowbars and stuff to try to pry open these doors. Last instance on the camera, uh, being manipulated by the camera crew. Uh, All following playbacks are seen through single static shot of broadcast view camera. So they start basically taking taking apart the cameras because they need to find whatever they can to open these doors. So then we go from playback 45 to playback 51. No attempts to exit the building have succeeded. All exits in the arena and adjacent areas remain sealed. A physical altercation in balcony section 318 between an inebriated group of college-aged males and one older male leaves the older male concussed on the floor and unconscious. So they they beat him. They beat him up and they knocked him out. Uh, His broadcast camera is unable to pick up audible voices on the opposite side of the arena, Presumably, the dispute occurred over the group of males not assisting with escape plans. This was the first, so this is playback 51. This was the first recorded playback with violence. So then we go from playback 51 to playback 52. The man knocked unconscious in the previous playback is returned to the previous state unharmed upon the beginning of the current recording. The man ambushes and bludgeons one of his attackers to death at the 34-minute mark. 34-minute-and-12-second mark. So this guy in the previous playback gets beat to the point where he's knocked out. So they start it over in the playback. He's fine. Everything's good. He didn't get knocked out. But he remembers it. And he bludgeons. He beats one of the college students that knocked him unconscious to death. To death. So first notable death in all the playback. So then we go from Playback 52 to Playback 55. Um, the crowd is becoming cognitive of what's going on. They're, they're becoming very aware of what's going on. And the, it has progressed to such a point that the crowd is now able to remember the events of that week, as well as friends and family members outside the facility. Attempts to contact outside for help are met with with failure. So then we go back from Playback 55 to Playback 65. This is when it starts getting crazy crowd is unable to exit the facility. Congregation has since dissolved into the following groups and factions. Players, coaches, and all involved team personnel have presumably barricaded themselves in an off-screen uh, player facility, so basically in the locker room. The infirm uh, and parents accompanied by their children have, have retreated uh, to the northeast corner of the balcony rise and have elected to wait out playbacks as they occur marking their territory with the Celtics championship flag draped over Section 320. Um, so that's basically like the older people and people with kids, you know, uh, families. Uh, individuals henceforth, and then the other individuals, which I would imagine are the younger, stronger, the college-type guys like we were talking about, uh, individuals henceforth referred to themselves as faith keepers have pro- proselytized to multiple gatherings they believe being confined to the gardens is a punishment for a rampant consumerism of the post industrial world and had burned offerings of mobile phones, car keys, handbags, and wallets in the center of the past four playbacks. In the center court of the past four playbacks. The group comprises of Boston churchgoers and what something else, but it's redacted, so you can't see it. A notable portion of adults, numbering approximately blank individuals. However, remain diligent in the form in formulating escape plans. So these faith keepers—they're starting here, right? They're kind of like the nuts. They're the, they're the crazy people. Um, they are getting offerings from people. Give me your keys. Give me your wallet. We need to burn it. We have spent too much time being uh, de- you know, putting our money and our hard, <coughs> hard worked money and our hard, uh, our valuable uh, minutes and hours into consumerism. We need to stop this now. Um, we gotta, we gotta stop this. We need to make sure that, you know, we're appeasing our God, right? Basically, uh, so we, <laughs> so they're they're becoming crazy, but there's still a group of people that still have like kind of a level head. They're like, we need to figure out how to get out of here. Still, we haven't gave up. So that was playback sixty five. Now we go to playback seventy three. Uh, so eight playbacks after that. The faith keepers grow in number. After previous playback incidents where three males were severely injured by an improvised explosive device fastened to an exit door, no damage to the door is visible. So they basically try to blow up a door and nothing happened. The door was completely fine. And then we go from playback 73 to playback 95. Uh, hedonistic displays of sex and violence have sufficiently curbed the effort- efforts of escape. Uh, makeshift curtains are hung along the site of an orgy at Lodge 8 at the urging of Section 3- 320 members. So basically, these people, they start, Leona, we're never getting out of here. So, Leona, let's just do what we want. And one of the things that they want to do, which sounds like maybe it was the Faith Keepers, is have a big orgy. You know, let's not try to get out of here, get back to our families and friends. Let's just start having sex with each other. It's It, it blows my mind, but, I mean, at the same time, I've never lived through the same situation 94 times. <laughs> Um so then we oh, 95 times excuse me so then we go from playback 95 to playback 112. Uh conditions have deteriorated considerably. Individuals leap from balconies uh in sections in opening 10 minutes of the playback. So of uh, playback 112. So basically within 10 minutes of them restarting it for the 112th time there are people literally just just committing suicide. They're just straight jumping from the balconies they don't want to have to live and sit through this playback again. Uh, and then we get back to some pretty crazy stuff now. Um, so it's redacted. So it doesn't really tell, like, what playback it is. Because um, we got three more playbacks. There's playback blank, playback blank, playback blank. Right? Um. So it could be playback... 130 playback 200 we don't know right uh kind of going by the lines it seems like things started changing about every 8 to 16 playbacks so if i was a, if i was a, if i was a guessing man i would say this would be playback in, anywhere between 100 and um 20 to 130 somewhere like that uh Keeper storm player facilities to retrieve Paul Pierce and LeBron James The players are ritually sacrificed and their bodies are subsequently displayed on the arena, uh, on the arena's Jumbotron. The murder of the players seems to have no effect on the recording. So they basically are like, well, let's get these big, tall, uh, athletic men that we are here to watch play because of our consumerism and let's sacrifice them. (laughs) And it didn't work. (laughs) So they basically killed these guys for this playback and it didn't work. And then the next playback after that, Um, so basically people have started to call for, have begun to call for the sacrifice of children. Um, so adults have formed a wall, uh, between group 320 and the faith keepers. So basically they formed a wall of people from the faith keepers, uh, to keep the faith keepers from being able to reach the children. Uh, and then the last playback, the first recorded deviation in arena light uh, has turned into a deep color of red. And that was the last time that it was ever played back. Um, I think to the point, because nobody wanted to continue to play it back f- due to the harm of the children that was right around the corner. Um, And I think at that point, you know, people realized that this is a bad situation for everybody involved. And it was put away uh, into, I guess the basement or the vault of SCP, of the SCP Foundation, which stands for Secure, Contain, and Protect. And it will never be played back again, unless they're playing it back now and rewatching it to give us a little bit more play- playbacks as to what's going on. But that is uh, the gist of it. And this was last edited 31 days ago. Um, so stuff is still changing and evolving in it. So that is the story of scp 1733 it was pretty crazy pretty nuts uh pretty intense i appreciate you guys sitting here and listening to me kind of delve into this i find it a very fascinating story uh has everything that i think every you know people need i love sports i'm a big basketball fan uh it's football season right now but i am a big basketball fan and this has to do with actually one of my favorite players which is lebron james and one of my old favorite players which is Actually, Paul Pierce as well and Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. I mean, I just loved, I love the Celtics and I love, you know, LeBron. So it wasn't a huge fan of the Heat itself, but LeBron is awesome. Uh, and you can't take anything away from Dwyane Wade. So, um, you know, this was, this was a good one. This was a, a great story for me and I just wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, next week we will be delving into another SCP file uh, to be announced and, if you guys have anything that you want me to talk about or kind of work on or or whatever the situation is, absolutely, I will do it. Um, I am open ears. I want to make this work. I had fun doing this, so this was a great time for me. I hope he, Hopefully, it was a great time for you as well. And these air every Thursday night. Uh, so today is the, as, as I'm recording, it is October 18th. So uh, it is going to be airing on October 21st. Uh, And then there'll be another episode on the 28th. But that may be pushed back to that Sunday, and I may do a kind of Halloween release. Um, So we'll do some pretty spooky stuff for next week. Or I may do a double. I may record, do a recording to be released on the 28th, and then a recording to be released on the 31st. It's yet to be seen. Uh, And then I'm going to try to get get us in a guest star for um, next week. So that way we can kind of have more than one person to do this with, right? Uh, But I think that'll be fun as well. So thank you guys for tuning in. Yet again, this is the Turpin Time uh, podcast show. My name is Andrew. I greatly appreciate the time and have a very spooky rest of the week. I look forward to hearing from you next week. Bye.